We're still riding that high tide of Scott Fishbowl 13. Tonight, I break down my sleepers for SFB, highlighting which sneaky players could help you take down the whole damn thing. All this and more tonight on the In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Cause I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the bunk, check your stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away, with the jet sweep, sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves, like they seen every play, so I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law, with only one thing to do, I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line. Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It is July 5th, 2023, and you guessed it. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast is back here with you. I want to thank everyone for taking some time out of their Tuesday evenings to join us. I am Seth Wilcock. I'm usually joined by quite the delightful cast of characters. Well, they're not here today. I gave them the week off. We've been busy here at IBT, so I want to make sure they have some time for their families and some time for themselves as the holidays round out here. So I thought, why not rip a solo pod? I'll be honest, this show started as a solo pod many, many years ago, and you know, I have changed a lot since then. This show has changed a lot since then. This company has changed a lot since then. I was 21. I was still in college. So have I learned a thing or two about podcasting and about fantasy football since then? I'll let you guys, the IBT family, decide tonight. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're on YouTube uh, or listening to the recorded version, we really, really appreciate it. Easiest way to support me here at IBT and the company as a whole, give this video a thumbs up, help other people find it, and then hit that subscribe button. Come back for some more feel-good vibes and fantasy football advice this summer. And before we jump into SFB, all the fun that comes with it, I want to shout out some people in the comments tonight. Looks like we have HoobTube. Hoob is ready. Wendy already crossing back over from the 19th hole as well. Appreciate you being here, Wendy. Katie in the chat. We got Slade in the chat as well. A lot of the original IBT family members. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, so with it all coming together, it's such an exciting time with Scott Fishbowl just on the horizon. And it's a, it's a fun time in life right now. I'll be honest, guys. I get to revolve my entire life around sports, fantasy sports, and the content creation here. And it's all because of you guys and the support you've given me so far. Uh, so we greatly, greatly appreciate it. I would have never thought this would be my life at just 25 years old. So I appreciate it. And we have a lot of fun stuff coming your way at IBT. I'm in the new studio tonight for the first time. We just moved. Super happy with the results of, of how it's coming off. Let me know some feedback, guys. How's the lighting? How's the volume? No Kyle Scott producer extraordinaire tonight. So if I do or, or say some crazy shit, it's because Kyle isn't here. Um, 
but yeah, so much fun stuff coming your guys' way. More content this summer. And we have something fucking awesome in the cards right now for the fantasy football community. That's all I can say. I can't spill my hand just yet. But uh, it's up to something season over here at IBT Media. I'm so excited to share that with you very, very soon. Um, and before we jump in here, uh, one more shout out to everyone listening. We appreciate you guys so much. I'm going to put some resources in the YouTube chat. And this is going to help you if you guys want to donate to Scott Fishbowl, if you're interested in learning more about the roles of Scott Fishbowl, or looking at some data that our guy Scott Rainier here at the podcast put out earlier this year. You can look at that as well. It's all very helpful resources. Uh, So let's go ahead. Let's jump into some sure things, sleepers of the week, and kick this Scott Fishbowl off week week the right way. Uh, Let's go ahead. Let's jump in. Wow. I'll be honest. This segment always keeps the summertime vibes flowing all year round. But I hope you were by the shore this week, guys, for the 4th of July because it was hot as hell everywhere. Uh, Technically yesterday, July 4th, hottest day on earth on record since 1979 since we started keeping those records. So pretty cool little stat there. Um, It's only getting hotter, folks. So uh, let's dive into the coolness of the Scott Fishbowl. Those of you new to the community, maybe new to the Scott Fishbowl, what is it? It's the most biggest, the most hyped, and the most grand, most grand fantasy football league of the year. It brings together analysts, fans, and celebrities all in the name of charity. And what charity? It's Fantasy Cares, of course, guys. This is the Scott Fish charity, the one that it, it wants to inspire others to have a charity component in some of their leagues. We do it in some of ours. I hope you guys do as well. Uh, because Scott is inspiring with what he's doing. They donate all the proceeds to a bunch of nonprofits, including Toys for Tots, among some others as well. So if you have the availability, please, please donate to Scott Fish, Fishbowl's charity this uh, this year. Um, and a couple of resources also that I'm going to be looking at tonight. Um, I'm going to be touching on the sleepers at, for Scott Fishbowl, and I'm going to be looking at the ADP. I'm going to be looking at the ADP coming for going for two. They did 72 mock drafts. They put it out there. So I really appreciate them doing that. Um, So much good data here. We haven't had this in years past. We can actually see where players might go in this crazy fucking fishbowl. Um, Obviously, we can't take it for gospel. Things are going to change. Things are going to get shaken up in the next couple weeks. Every draft is different. But we can identify some sleepers with this data because these sleepers, man, they absolutely are, are the things that can win you this league. You need to be different in Scott Fishbowl, and it starts with what you do, uh, not necessarily at the top of the, the draft, but very, very much in the middle and the, the end of the draft. So let's start it off. We're looking at sleepers with ADPs of 100+. plus. Um, and a couple honorable mentions before we get into it as well. Uh, Kenny Pickett, this guy should be an honorable mention. He should be a sleeper. Um Overall 95 right now, QB 23 coming off the board. Uh, I love the draft class for the Steelers. Better own line, really good vibes that everything's going to be improving there in year two for Kenny Pickett. I can't use him as a sleeper because he's technically not 100 plus, but I've got him in 100 plus on a lot of mock drafts I've been doing. So I know Hoove, I know you're in the chat. I know you're going to appreciate the Kenny Pickett shout out. Also another honorable mention, Alan Lazard, 12th round for him. He was the wide receiver 35 in this scoring last year. And last time he linked up with Nathaniel Hackett, guys, eight touchdowns. So I think Alan Lazard is going to be a big focal point in the Jets offense 
and should be considered for your Scott Fishbowl lineups as well. All right, so we're going to go position by position. I have one sleeper for each. Let me know your guys' thoughts. If you have any questions about how I can help you with your Scott Fishbowl 13 teams, let me know. I'd love to help. Let's start it out here. Desmond Ritter. And I actually think I have a little bit of a knack for calling some of these quarterbacks late in the Scott Fishbowl. Last year, all over Geno Smith, I think I got him the 17th round. I was really excited about that one. And then a couple years ago, Jay Herbo. Justin Herbert got him a couple years ago. He carried me that year. So these late-round quarterbacks can often be steals. What I like about Desmond Ritter is it just came out in The Athletic earlier this week. They believe that Falcons are going to pass more. And even with Marcus Mariota last year, he was a top 30 scorer in this SFB 13 scoring as well. And Ritter, man, Ritter was really, really solid at the end of last season. 63.5 completion percentage for the rookie. No picks, just low volume. That was what you were getting in this Arthur Smith offense. I think you're going to still kind of see lower volume, uh, at least in comparison to what you're seeing across the league. But he did all that last year with Drake London and a bunch of Jags, just average guys out there playing receiver for him. He's got Bijan. Bijan is not only a great running back, he's an elite pass catcher out of the backfield. So I think Bijan Robinson is going to give him a little bit of upside. We got Kyle Pitts coming back healthy. And the improvements behind Drake London in the wide receiver core, it's better. It, it is better. It's not great. It's Mac Hollins. It's Scotty Miller. We've seen these guys be fantasy contributors at times in their own rights as well. So I am a little bit interested uh, maybe in some dart throws on a, on a Scotty Miller or so. But with Ritter, man, rushing is what is going to up his Scott Fishbowl value. You are drafting him partially for the rushing. And this is a player who is a lot better of a runner than people give credit for as well. Average 545 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns at Cincy. That's more than players like Justin Fields. I know Fields didn't have to necessarily do that at Ohio State being behind that, that Ryan Day offense with so many great weapons out there. But man, Desmond Ritter, he has some wheels that we didn't really get to see too much of last year. It's a better Atlanta offensive line as well. And I think they could possibly be a sneaky value to win this division. Check your sports books for that one as well. I haven't got down on that myself, but I am interested. Looks like we have some more people here in the chat. We got Albert in the chat. What's up, Albert? Thanks for joining us tonight, man. We're just talking some Scott Fishbowl sleepers, Desmond Ritter. Uh, just to round it out here with Ritter, guys, 11th round, and you're getting a potential top 36 score in Scott Fishbowl, a QB with uh, QB2 upside, man. I, I think Desmond Ritter is going to be sneaky this season. Um, we got a question here from a guy, Royal. Allen, Lamar, and Fields have thir week 13 bye weeks. Does that affect your draft? Well, listen, I'll say this, man. I, I'm not really into Lamar Jackson at the price this year. I've, I've paid that price in the past in Scott Fishbowl's. Um, but no, it, it, it can't affect you, Royal. If anything, I think you look at a guy like Ritter for a third quarterback then or someone who might have an enticing Week 13 matchup and you try to get your quarterback three. And let's keep in mind, too, if all else fails – fails for you Slade you do have an option to roll out a kicker who can actually get you a little bit of a floor this year or a different positional player as well so that's not going to affect my rankings of Fields or Allen or Lamar again I, I'm out a little bit on Lamar I'm not as high I don't think on Fields as the consensus is right now but no that's not going to affect my draft but I love the question Royal keep them coming man um, but yeah just think about a guy like Kenny Pickett a Mac Jones maybe a Desmond Ritter Sam Howell late in your drafts as your quarterback three if you are going to draft one of those guys with a weak 13 by so we appreciate you man uh 
Alvin Kamara, that's going to where I'm going to be going next with my sleeper here at the running back position. And listen, I get it. This guy is a shitty person, it seems like. Allegedly, what he did, he sounds like a shithole. And I don't like drafting shithole players. I haven't had any any Deshaun Watson on any roster since that happened. I don't think I will this season as well. Um, but Alvin Kamara, this is one I think I have to take a chance on. I have no clue if he's going to be suspended. Uh, check out there, there's a couple fantasy law law experts guys who are are lawyers in real life and can apply to fantasy football here uh follow them drew rosenhouse or uh, I, I i can't even think of what the twitter is but, but there's there's a couple guys in the industry who do a great job so make sure you're plugged in with them um but i have no clue if alvin kamara is gonna be suspended but i'm taking the risk either way he was a 52 overall score in this format last season and that's only on like four touchdowns guys like I know Jamal Williams is going to come in. He's going to take some of that goal line work away from him. Uh, Jamal Williams, of course, leading the league in rushing touchdowns last season. However, I think Kamara is going to be fine. He's going to have some positive touchdown regression. And I expect his receiving work to get a little bit back to normal. It's been so out of the ordinary these last two years here. And, you know, you look at the quarterbacks and you say, okay, it makes sense. He had Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, and Andy Dalton throwing him the ball. And listen, I don't love Derek Carr. I really don't love Derek Carr. I don't like Pete Carmichael's offense. I don't like the Saints in general. But at this price, I got to take a shot on Alvin Kamara because he is accurate, Derek Carr, if anything. And Kamara hasn't had that accuracy since Drew Brees when he was electrifying out of the backfield. And he also uses his best players, Derek Carr does, every single season, whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it was back in the day Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, his best weapons get used. Um, so I, I think I am not, I'm not worried about the rookie at all. Kendra Miller. I really think Miller is being very, very overhyped. I don't think he has that skill, uh, in the receiving game that Alvin Kamara has. I'm not worried about him. And if he gets suspended, worst case scenario, you still get a high end potential RB two for 12 weeks in the ninth round. That is worth it to me. Like, let's not act like Alvin Kamara has really had a clean bill of health lately either. He's played 13, 14, 15 games. So 12 isn't that bad, worst case scenario. So as Slade saying here in the chat, um, Kamara in round 10, it's worth a shot. That's kind of where I am. I'm looking at him as my RB3, maybe an RB4. I'm trying to go a little bit heavier at the running back position actually this year, just the way uh, the scoring is working out here in SFB 13. So Alvin Kamara, he's one of my favorites as well. Um, James Conner, he's another name I just want to throw out there as well. He's going to get a ton of volume in, in this Arizona uh, offense, and a lot of that's going to be receiving when they're down. Uh, I don't think his ADP was quite in the Kamara range, but a little bit higher. But I would be looking at, at possibly taking him as well. So, uh, guys, let's go ahead. Let's jump into uh, receivers here. He's the man on the thumbnail tonight, guys. Give it up for Penn State's own Jahan Dotson. And we're going from a shitty person to a shitty organization here. I try to limit my exposure every single year to the Washington Commanders. Yes, Dan Snyder's going to be out this year, so it's a little bit better of, a, of an option in general. But I loved Jahan Dotson's talent. I think Eric Bieniemy, new offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, is going to love it as well. This is a player who, when he was here with the Nittany Lions, he was used on end-around screens, 
And when you needed those one-on-one go-get-it types of balls to get the game in in their hands, he did it, man. Jahan Dotson is a very, very good wide receiver. Kind of written off just because of the injuries. He was never able to be like a, a steady fantasy asset last season. We saw him pop off at the beginning of the season, got hurt, came back, and really lit it up at the end as well. But wide receiver 45 and Scott Fishbowl scoring, guys, that's like pretty decent, especially when you consider he had Wentz at times. Uh, he wasn't healthy at times. The offensive coordinator was worse. And a large part of that wide receiver 45 finish form in this SFB 13 scoring is he had over five targets as a game as a rookie, man. I think that's only going to go up from here. It's no longer Curtis Samuel time here anymore. Washington can cut ties with him after this season. I like the Curtis Samuel story. I fell for it early in the season. I spent a ton of fab on him. But really, he just wasn't efficient at the end of the season. And Jahan Dotson, he was efficient, including seven touchdowns for him as a rookie. This guy has playmaking ability in addition to to being someone who might get a lot of volume. He was a volume-wide receiver here in Penn State. So I think he can see that with some touchdown equity as well. And it's another year in the league. He, He should have that year one to year two jump as well. And Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, say what you want about them, but I think they're better than, than Heineke and Wentz, in my opinion. Sam Howell has, a, Howell has a lot of upside, very accurate quarterback. And Jacoby Brissett, we saw what he did with Amari Cooper, DPJ, in that gang out in Cleveland last season. Um, I, I think he's a very viable option as well. So ninth rounder here for a potential wide receiver two, and you're getting a wide receiver floor, worst case scenario. So I, I think Jahan Dotson, I'm 100% grabbing him here. Um, I fade I fade wide receivers in Scott Fishbowl, guys. I think that's kind of the strategy to take that's most successful. Wide receivers in this scoring, if you look at Scott's data, it really pushes them down quite a bit. So I am fading wide receivers in general this season for Scott Fishbowl. Um, but I, I think it was a wide receiver two and three option. I, I love Jahan Dotson here. Um, a a, a couple, couple things in the chat here as well. Uh, Hoove saying IBT will be well represented at a few SFB live drafts. Absolutely, man. Shout out to everyone who's putting on these live drafts. And Scott and everyone coordinating with them across the country. This is so freaking cool, guys. Like, this is so cool. I, I've done the Scott Fishbowl draft for years now. It's always been, you know, on my phone, on my computer at home. This year, I'm going to Philly. Uh, the Better Fantasy guys, they, they, they put together a great event over there at the Xfinity Live. So super, super excited to check that out as well. Um, so shout out to everyone who is just uh, participating. Who, if I know you're heading out to Chicago, Wendy, you might be heading to Chicago as well. So just to appreciate it, guys. Like, live it up. Um, be safe. You know, number one, be safe. Be courteous. Be kind out there. Thank the organizers. Thanks, Scott. Um, but have fun at, at these Scott Fishbowl live drafts because it is such a cool element here uh, that who've pointed out in the chat. So let's round it out here with the tight end position. And again, if you guys have any questions for me, drop them in the chat. I'll try to answer for you for as well. Um, all right. This is the most unsexy player on this list, guys, but we have to throw him up there. It's Tyler Higby. Tight end for the Rams, 119 overall right now. And this one is simple. He is the number two option in a Matthew Stafford-led Rams offense. And that's appealing, man. Like, there's no one there. It's Ben Skronik. It's Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua. He's a talented rookie. Uh, He could maybe get some things done. But realistically, none of those guys are going to see the targets that we could see here uh, from Tyler Higby in 2023. And something to keep in mind, too. Like, I know Stafford could go down with injury, and that is the one very, very scary thing here. He had he had one of these uh, injuries, man. That it it could be career it, it could have been career 
ending. We've seen a lot of guys in this league, uh, AQ Shipley, almost Pac-Man Jones a couple years ago as well, uh, go down with, with these types of injuries, and it takes them a long time to recover, or they never come back from them at, at Matthew Stafford's age. But if he does go down, super unfortunate. Love Matthew Stafford. But uh, I think you could do a lot worse than Stenson Bennett at quarterback, man. This is a guy who made both of his uh, tight ends in college just absolute beast. Darnell Washington didn't see a ton of volume from him um, in, in that Munkin offense down there in Georgia. But, I mean, Brock Bowers? Brock Bowers, man? That's not just Brock Bowers. Ben, Bennett's got it to him as well. So uh, I think you're in you know worse hands than, than Stetson if Stafford were to unfortunately go down. Um, and volume matters here. Once again, Scott Fishbowl. And I really think Tyler Higby is going to get it. Career high, 108 targets last season. And I don't think that goes away. No way that's going away. And only three touchdowns for him as well. So some positive regression coming for Tyler Higby. I think he could very well be a tight end one this season in this Scott Fishbowl scoring. I mean, I, I would even go to say I think his ceiling is tight end six, tight end seven. Um, so yeah, I, I like taking a shot on him as my tight end two in the 10th round. If there's some advice I can give, take some shots on these late round tight ends. If, if it was a couple years ago, Pat Fryermuth was huge for me. Dalton Schultz, uh, his breakout 2020 year, these tight ends in these late rounds can be huge. If anyone took a shot on Evan Ingram last year, he was absolutely big for their team as well. So Take take account of that. Take some flyers on tight ends. I think in this range, uh, around that you know one fifteen to one fifty range, that's where I'm be taking some flyers to try to get that tight end too as well. So uh, guys, it looks like we don't have any more questions in the chat. I just want to thank everyone so much for tuning in. If you guys are new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and uh, let us know how we can improve. We're always here to help. Uh, we got a ton of content between here uh, on our YouTube channel and on our site inbetweenmedia.com, and we're only getting things started here, guys. So I uh, want to thank everyone one more time for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. We'll be back with our uh, original cast of characters. So um, until then, enjoy the Scott Fishbowl. Enjoy the early rounds if you're in a, in a slow draft. Enjoy the entire draft if you're at a live draft. Enjoy it. Reap it in. And uh, hey, shout out Scott Fish. Shout out Fantasy Cares. Everything everyone in this great community is doing. We greatly appreciate you all. Uh, until then, keep it in between.